All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lionbull Media. I'm your host, Craig Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest, Featured Titan for episode 255, all the way from Indianapolis, Indiana, none other than Eric Borney. Eric, honor and a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. I love always getting a chance to talk with you. Oh, this is great. And, and I can't wait to dive in. A series of questions. Really, everybody out there in the Titan Nation and the world to really get to know Eric as a man, as a professional, and everything in between. So uh, without further ado, Eric, let's just dive in. Starting with the first question, telling everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what got you into the biz, and your progression to your career kind of to today. Yeah, awesome. I'd love to. So um, today, I guess we'll start with that, right? So today, um, I actually work in in what amounts to be three different capacities um, because I need a hobby. So I thought that uh, you know having three full time jobs was was a good strategy instead. So um, I currently um, am CEO of a real estate team in Indianapolis. Uh, we we sell somewhere in the neighborhood of four hundred and fifty to five hundred units, depending on uh, whether it's twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two's market. Um, and then I also function as um, the uh, regional territory leader for what is called the Great Lakes region. That's Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, and Michigan for a new company that is a, a division startup within Keller Williams. And that, that company is Livian. And, uh, and I act as the director of industry for Livian today. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's kind of where I am now. And yeah. if we look at kind of the story and how did I, how did I get here? Um, yeah. So it's, it certainly is, is not a glamorous story where, where my parents had all this uh, history in real estate. In fact, um, you know, it's, uh, I've got a, a father who's, uh, who's a, a rocket engineer and a mother who's an HR director. And so um, I have two halves of, of my brain, I guess, that, that function in both sales and, and love to nerd out on data. Uh, I grew up in a, a small town, about 145 people. Um, and, and you know, I got into real estate because um, I, as a kid, I always wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Huh. And I would sit on the floor and I'd watch the NBA on NBC and pretend that I was Marv Albert before <laughs> he was wearing women's clothes. And I would, I would envision myself being a play-by-play -play broadcaster. And so uh, I went to school to actually do radio and television and, and uh, work for the ABC affiliate after college. Hmm. Um, I figured if, uh, but, but what I found was that when I was covering sports for a living, it, it went from being a hobby or in a passion to becoming a job. Hmm. And so I actually no longer in, um, loved covering sports and attending sporting events. And so I thought that I would make a transition out of the business. Um, I figured if I could talk on television, I could probably talk one-on-one. -on -one. So I, I got into um, I got into sales and Sherwin-Williams happened to be the first place to hire me. And Sherwin-Williams, not to be confused with Keller Williams, yeah. um, the paint company, right? So I was selling paint and I would watch my my paint contractors come in on a regular basis and they would make more money flipping houses than I would selling paint all year. Wow. And so I thought, well, if if they can do this, then I can do this. And that was the naive arrogance of me as a 25 year old to think that um, someone with no experience flipping houses could somehow um, go out and make money doing it. Well, that was 2009. And you can imagine how well that worked. And so what, what was supposed to be a flip turned into a flop. 
but but I ended up loving the business and having that obsession around uh, around really trying to have a different experience than what I had. And so my goal was that if I could just flip four houses a year, Greg, I would never sell a gallon of paint ever again. And so I I set out to sell, um, to flip four houses a year. Um, And, and, you know, there was a, there was a day that I was asked to no longer be an employee of Sherwin Williams. (laughs) And that was, that was in 2015. I had $10 in my pocket and about $70,000 in credit card debt from, uh, from flipping houses. And, uh, and so I was I was all in on selling real estate at that point in time. So it, it really was a byproduct of wanting a different life than what I had standing behind a paint counter. And um, and so I, I really had to be forced into that because I was risk averse at the time. Um, and and so here we are from from 2015 getting in full time to now. And wow. it's been a hell of a ride. But Eric, as you mentioned that whole story, and again, from, you know, rocket engineer to teacher into background and upbringing, you know, and then looking at it from a progressive standpoint of to what you've decided to dive into from broadcasting into sports, you know, and and looking at it from selling paint, big shout out to Sherwin Williams. Uh, I'm I'm a fan. However, inside here, because people ask all the time, it is Benjamin Moore. So if (laughs) if you're curious, it is Ben Moore paint on on these walls. But, uh, you know, it's just interesting, Eric, as you, it was never a dream or an aspiration. I, I, I don't think I've ever met anybody that says, hey, when I was really little, I wanted to do that. And yeah. it's so incredible to see the progression into people's careers and their paths are all different, but you've made it in such a massive way and you continue to make big impacts into the real estate world. And that inspires me. And I know that everybody watching and tuning in is doing the same thing, Eric. So let, let's talk about, talk about after that fact. So you're into investing, you're making that a go. What was the progression into your uh, individual real estate career from that point to today? Yeah, I really had no intention of ever getting into the real estate sales um, division or the arm of of the the business. I was I was fully all in on thinking that I could flip houses and make a career and living out of that. And so what happened was I posted before and after photos of a flip on Facebook. Mm-hmm. A fraternity brother of mine saw them and said, "Hey, who does your staging?" It just so happened that the, that was me. And um, and because I had the background of selling paint, though, and had that awareness of of uh, being open minded for when someone asks a question, it's usually the manifestation of a problem they're looking to solve. Ooh. I had the awareness to then ask a follow up question that said it, um, that I that I'm doing the staging. Why do you ask? Hmm. And and that prompted, you know, uh, well, we're looking at buying a home and we're going to need to put ours on the market. Um, and and so come to find out one of the problems that he needed to solve was he needed to have his home staged. Hmm. And, and so that was one of the first customers I ever worked with. And, and what I found was it was a lot more rewarding and um, it, it certainly was far lower risk for nearly the same amount of pay to help the, the consumer buy and sell real estate than it was to flip real estate. And so what I found was that um, once I, once I got a little bit of traction, hmm. all I wanted was more traction. And, and so it it became really a, a contest of me versus me to how do I just continue to go out and help more people and sell more real estate, um, with no real end in sight or no real big goals of what that was going to look like. It's just one day, how do I wake up and go, go meet another person and, uh, and every day just meet one more person to help them buy or sell real estate. 
Love that. Yeah. And, and again, just looking at the progression of your thought process and, and mindset and, and not even having those hard, fast expectations and, and almost just kind of going in a progressive order or sequential order to, to the career path. So what, what was it like, you know, obviously as an individual, but building your own team and, and really looking at it from the standpoint of team lead and, you know, building up other professionals careers. And then obviously going into, to Livian, I, I really want to yeah. talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think that there's, um, I see some, um, what I would call mistakes in the marketplace or, or, uh, certainly things that I, I did differently and would, would caution people to do as well. And, and so for me, starting a team was never a goal of mine, hmm. right? I mean, we were like from 2015, um, started the team in, in 2017, a, having a team was a necessity as a byproduct of the fact that there were not enough hours in the day to service the business that was that was coming in. And okay. so it, it was the the growth drove the additional leverage and hiring and need for a team. Mm -hmm. So when I started a team, I think we were at somewhere around 125 to um, at, the, at max, I, I sold 128 houses as an individual agent. Oh. Um, at that point in time, I was totally maxed out on capacity to service more business. Yeah. So, so the next evolution was to, to develop a team. Mm -hmm. And, and so as a byproduct, I think one of the most challenging things for me to do was to transition from highly productive salesperson to consistent, predictable leader. Wow. And, and I would say that process actually took me probably two to three years. Unreal. It, it took longer than I would love to admit. But what I see is that Agents who are really high producing and are running smaller teams, they have that same struggle, Greg, because yeah. what because they're used to operating under one set of conditions mentally. It, you know, they're used to operating like firefighters oftentimes, because that's a highly effective way oftentimes to get business um, is when business calls, right? And yet um, that's one of the worst ways to run a team as a leader. Because everyone around you needs predictability and stability and consistency. They need to know that they can depend on the person that they're partnered with. And so you have this like yin and yang pulling against each other um, for most team leaders that that I that I see. And and so the figuring out how to make that transition is, in my opinion, where most people get get stalled out in their growth. Sure. And that's a lot of what Livian does. Right. And so from a from a Livian standpoint, you know, we're a we're a, what now is a 13 month startup um, within Keller Williams, where it's it's a nationwide platform to help teams accelerate their growth from um, what could be a really lonely business of being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and partner with um, some of the most talented, intelligent, open minded, um, successful real estate team owners in, in the country to accelerate their business, to go further, faster, and do that together. Because let's be honest, there are some days when, um, when, you know, half of your team quits or most of your team quits, or when most of your listings get canceled, that you may not want to wake up and do it again tomorrow. Mm. And sometimes there's a lot of those days in a row. And so for us, our goal at Livian is, is how do we um, build partnerships where people know that they have other highly talented people with them? who are invested in the success of the partnership. Wow. 
Yeah. And again, Eric, as you're kind of detailing this out or laying the foundation, you're so right. So many entrepreneurs and real estate professionals, they feel the pain, they feel the struggle, the struggle. There is loneliness in nature to grow, uh, surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals who are really taking it to that next level, or even more importantly, people that have been there, done that, bought the t-shirt that you can learn from and nurture and grow um, from one another, I think is massive. So just just so that everybody out there, if they haven't heard of Livian before, why was it started in the first place? Obviously, Keller Williams massively successful in, into that. Why the why the sub uh, category or why the secondary brand into that? Let's just let's clear the air with that. Anybody who doesn't maybe know. Yeah, and and clear the air is probably the right the right term for that too, Greg. Because I'll tell you, you know, I just so happened I watched a video of Gary from eight years ago yesterday. Um, found found an old clip on YouTube, and one of the things that he was that he was forecasting about was the fact that in the future, real estate teams would grow their market share to become prominent enough that they would take up um, so much market share in their in their own city that they would expand into other cities and other locations. And what it would feel like at first is anarchy. And eventually the industry would start to see the, the direction that things were going and, and lean in and accept it. And so, um, so the, the real reason why Livian was, was founded was because of that forecast from Gary almost a decade ago that said that, when you look at the way that our industry has changed from 2011 until now, if you if you zoom out and you see the the numbers and the changes and the the charts and the data and the rankings, mm-hmm. it's overwhelmingly obvious that teams have taken um, the lion's share of the marketplace from both brokerages and from individuals. Mm-hmm. In fact, I like to share this that in 2011, if you go to the Real Trends ranking report and look, the individual agents that were on the top 100 outsold the top 100 teams. Wow. And so there was a point in time when individuals who were highly productive and and uh, and and, you know, they, those are the park bench and the, the bus terminal agents, the grocery cart agents who were their who were their local celebrities. They were out selling real estate teams. Mm-hmm. And yet when you look today, um, the I, I believe Steve Murray had told me on on the podcast that we do that that the top 1000 real estate teams right now outsell Keller Williams and Remax combined. Wow. And, and so you've seen this seismic shift in the industry where teams have have taken a huge amount of market share and there hasn't been um, a landing place for teams. Hmm. There, there are these entrepreneurs who have grown these these large businesses to 300, 400 to you know, 700 units a year. And and that becomes the limiting ceiling or they be, they really they can't go to their broker and get the resources that they need. Because there's just not enough profit in the brokerage business, wow. um, and there aren't enough other people in the in the world or in their city that have similar business models, so they have to get on a plane mm-hmm. in order to in order to mastermind, in order to understand how to go from 700 units to 7,000. Mm-hmm. And so Gary sees a need in the marketplace, and that's where Livian comes into play. Is we have a synergy with the broker model, and we provide a solution for teams to accelerate their growth. Wow. I, I, 
I, what an incredible explanation. And again, dissecting that and breaking it down. Um, it's massive, Eric. And, and I, I love the fact that you had brought up stats and I'm a stat nut nerd, big shout out to Steve Murray. We had uh, Steve on Titans years ago. Um, you know, he's an absolute incredible man and real trends. I'm a big fan. So check them out. If you don't know him stats galore, um, on all production, but I, I think like that Smithsonian of real estate, like that dude knows everything that's ever happened in the history of real estate for the last like four decades. Steve probably knows it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And he's such a, I don't know, to me, he's such a humble guy and, and yeah. just a down to earth, real guy and, and love spending time with him uh, all day long. But you had mentioned him being on your podcast. And I, I want to talk about that for a second, because anybody who's tuning into Real Estate Titans, I think that this is a direct correlation. Everyone's always looking for great content, great leaders, great information. Um, so from a podcast host to a podcast host, let's talk about yours for a little bit. Um, yeah. what, what it's called, what it's about, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. So we, you know, we originally, um, have, have launched the, the Livian podcast, uh, super creative name, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the Livian podcast where, um, where it's, you know, a similar format, truthfully, Greg, where it's a lot of the, the one-on-one -on -one conversations with, um, with team owners and leaders in the space. Um, our goal is creating value for, um, for the team owner or for the agent who's, um, looking to start a team, because that's the trajectory of their business. And I got to be really honest, most days, I think it's actually for me, because I think that I learn more about leadership and about business and, and how to structure the, the uniqueness of a real estate team than, than maybe the listener does. And so selfishly, um, it's, it's been one of the best ways for me to, to network with other real estate leaders and to learn to be more effective as a leader myself. I love it. And I know that the best and brightest minds are always feeding um, their thoughts and really surrounding themselves with greatness and great ideas, but to implement and to really grow. So um, what's the best way for everybody to tune in to the podcast? How frequent is the show? Is it is it you know posted on a, on a weekly, on a monthly? What, what's that look like? Yeah, so it's week weekly, typically on Fridays. Um, you know, if you if you'd like to see um, my my handsome face, you could see the podcast on YouTube. Otherwise, um, you can listen to my monotone voice on uh, Spotify or um, or Apple Podcasts, wherever. Of course, um, anyone would subscribe to the podcast. Love that, Eric. And and I, I do want to give uh, Living a shout out too. In addition, I mean, just what an incredible opportunity, and I love that the forecast or, or Gary to have the foresight to say, this is a shifting market. This is changing. And so many years ago and, and giving an opportunity and option, it's not for everybody, but again, the, there's, there's uh, 31 flavors at Baskin Robbins for a reason. 31, I think it is, but um, what's the best way for people to learn more about Livian um, if they're interested? Yeah, absolutely. So, so they could, they could email um, me directly or, or reach out on social media. Um, so Eric at Livian. Um, or, or you can find me anywhere at Eric Forney, of course, social media wise. Love it. And I'll have uh, links in the show notes down below. So everybody can right. click and go through and, and learn more, but Eric, you've given so much backstory and information and just uh, breaking everything down for everybody. So I really appreciate that. And you going deep. This secondary question is for everybody tuning in. They really want to learn from the best and brightest. They want to continue to grow and scale their business uh, from someone who's been there, done that. So Eric, if you could go back at your career thus far, Pick or choose one or two things that you implemented and really added that accelerated your business or moved the needle in a positive. What does that look like for you? What advice would you give to the audience today? 
Yeah, I mean, for for me, it, it's probably if I were going to advise someone, I think um, don't don't save money on coaching. Hire the coaches that are um, the the best people to get you where you are now to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, and and if you if you've hired a coach and that's not the person who's moving you along at the speed that that which you intend to be then find out who the person is to help you get there. Um, arguably, a, a lot of my success is owed to people who um, who I've actually paid to tell me what to do, right? And, and so, you know, one phase of my career that was on um, on conversion. When I started, I worked for a, for a two-person brokerage, me and a painter, mm -hmm. right? So I, I taught myself real estate on YouTube, I didn't, I didn't know anything about real estate. And, and so I had to go out and seek the, the insight and the knowledge in order to, to achieve what my goals were. Um, and then one of the first steps was hiring someone to help me with conversion. Um, and after I got through kind of that conversion phase to starting a team, I needed to then to be learn to become a better leader. And I know it sounds silly to say that you need to learn to become a better leader. Yet what I'll tell you is, is that I was on, I was on a call with um, with Gary Keller, not but probably a month or two ago. And one of the things that he mentioned was the most common question that comes up amongst the top 500 teams in the country is, how do I be a leader? The most common question asked of the most powerful person in real estate is, is how do I become a leader? Wow. Or what makes me a leader? What do I do as a leader? And so what it tells me is there's a huge gap um, in need for leadership, coaching, training, and mentoring in our industry. And so making the transition from sales to leadership requires a different coach and it requires a different skill set. So that I believe that was the most um, critical inflection point for me was hiring the right people. Yeah, I mean, you you really took it there, and, and I love it, Eric, because it takes a level of character and humility to say, I, I don't know it all, and I need somebody to guide me through this process. And you know, people throw this adage around all the time, but it's very, very important for everybody to sink in. The best investment you can make on this planet in this world is on yourself. And, and in Absolutely. that investment, it's an investment of knowledge. And, and just as Eric had stated out, I mean, find the people that are doing what you want to do at the highest level possible and figure out a way that you can tap into that. Now, a lot of times it is hiring that coach or hiring that mentor. It's a monetary exchange, but sometimes there can be a barter system. It just depends on who yeah. it is or what you're trying to learn. But correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but you're always learning. You're always growing. Oh, absolutely. Evolving, right? So it's 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 not a never anything. I hire one coach and I'm done. I check the box, right? I mean, no, not at all. I mean, in in fact, I mean that that becomes a large portion of of what I do now um, in my role as director of industry is that that I look at it. This is that my job is helping to shape the strategy. Um, and the, the research and development component of, of this business. And, you know, the reality is we only have, there's probably only two, maybe three people attempting to do what Livian is doing in the marketplace right now. And so we're quite literally just carving our own path. And, and so within real estate, there aren't a lot of examples, but there are other industries and other businesses um, who've gone before us that we can learn from. And so, um, yeah, the, the knowledge and the learning is a never ending uh, is never ending process. You know, I like this, this headphone that I've got right here is waterproof. Like mm -hmm. every single one of them that I have are waterproof because I'll learn something in the shower every day. 
I like, <laughs> I, I just love it when agents tell me that it's, they just didn't have time to read a book or learn something. Um, what I hear is you didn't, you didn't care to be innovative and resourceful, right? Because there are so many opportunities um, to gain knowledge um, in an era where information is more dispersed than ever before. We have no reason to not be able to to gain the knowledge. More than anything, it's deciding how do I narrow my focus on learning uh -huh. so that I only learn the things that are most important right now. Yeah, I, I mean, you said that beautifully, Eric. And I think that the, the, the thought process of I'm too busy or I don't have enough time, uh, I forgot who said it, but it, it's kind of a quote where next time you're feeling that way and you say, oh, oh I'm, I, I didn't have enough time in the day or I'm too busy or, you know, I, I, I couldn't fit that into my schedule. Try saying to that person or to yourself, I didn't make it. I didn't make you a priority because that's really it. Yeah. Everybody has yeah. 24 hour days, right? That's it. So you either make things in your life priorities or you don't. You make excuses or you have solutions. And I love that. I mean, it's it's kind of a a, a low blow, uh, but anybody who needed to hear that, you're welcome. Uh, you know, no apologies yeah. needed. I mean, it, we all need to hear that every day. Well, it's I mean, true. Greg, you, you and I have talked about it before, Greg, you know, um, in other conversations is like, we, we have kids that are roughly the same age. Mm -hmm. And and in the mistake that I think people can make quite often is, is um, thinking that learning has to do with business. Mm. You know, for me, learning should be about how do I learn to be a better father? How do I learn to be a better husband? I can promise you those two things um, I, I will give me far greater return on, on my time investment if I could learn how to do those two things more effectively. Mm -hmm. And and yet we we oftentimes in these in these highly successful productive conversations about business, we neglect the two or three most critical things that we should be learning about all the time. And wow. so I'm constantly having to like force myself to remember that. What I need to learn about is how do I how do I learn to be the best dad, husband, and physical being that I can be, so that then I can have everything else. Eric, and this this carries so much weight coming from you, who's really hit the peaks and understands business and implementation and massive amounts of action that's being taken. Uh, there's no excuses there. Um, it is prioritizing and it's really having goals and setting up the systems and putting the people around you in your life and then just executing. Uh, you you said that so well. And, and again, coming from somebody who's been through that, you're not just saying it in a hypothetical sort of standpoint. And uh, that that's why I'm just honored that you took I mean, Dude, on. the number of times that I've listened to the book, how to how to speak so that kids will listen and how to listen so that kids will speak. Yeah. I, I mean, truly, like oh, boy. that book has made me a better leader in its a parenting book. Hmm. But it's a, I mean, it's a book about how to talk to children, yet it's a book that actually teaches you simultaneously how to be a better leader because you can't be a leader if you can't compel someone to make the changes that they need to make in order to get what they what they want. And, wow. and yet, uh, some, I think there's a lot of people that try to try to delineate thinking that there's some sort of work life balance. And the reality is, is that it's, it's just one life, right? And so um, it's, it's deciding what priority that we make that and, and it's work is fun, right? So it's easy to prioritize work oftentimes, 
or or vice versa. I know that there are agents certainly who prioritize you know other components of their life. Yet the reality is we should be constantly learning how to how to grow and evolve as people. Mm. Which means if we're going to do business, we should do it one hundred percent. If we're going to do parenting, if we're going to do uh, marriage, we should be doing it one hundred percent. Uh, huge messaging. I, Eric, I know we were only scratching the surface of this. I, I, I just can't thank you enough for taking the time, sharing so much insight and, and gems of wisdom and pearls for everybody to pick up and implement. I want to leave it at, I can't encourage everybody enough. Please follow Eric on social platforms, connect with them, reach out to him if you're interested to learn more about Livian, but also just to learn from somebody who's really, really incredible at what they do. Uh, Eric, I can't thank you enough, my friend. I appreciate you jumping on today. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate you as well. Thanks so much. And- and I need to give you a, a quick shout out into you are an official real estate titan, my friend. You are dubbed. That's a badge of honor that you carry with you forever in your heart, in your head. No, <laughs> no trophies, no plaques, but uh, you are a titan, my friend. I, I awesome. appreciate you. This is great. Thanks, and everybody, I appreciate you as always, your time and attention, your love and support. If you like here, we're doing Real Estate Titans. Don't forget to give us a like, give us a subscribe. You know what to do at this point. And I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your digital marketing platforms and really, really take it to another level, lead conversion generation, and ultimately getting more exposure, visit lionboltmedia.com for more information. We are live here every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Eric. Thanks.